0: Good morning, I'm Francis Keeney, and this is The Trough for Tuesday, the 2nd of March. Your daily bite-sized wrap of all the political news you need to know this morning. <music> Debate surrounding penalty rates is shifting towards the speed in which the cuts will come into effect. And there's been an interesting intervention from the former Employment Minister Eric Abetz. The Liberal Senator has penned an opinion piece in Fairfax Media advocating for the grandfathering of existing penalty rates for workers. He says while he's pleased about the decision by the Fair Work Commission, he's worried about another Work Choices-style campaign, and one solution is for workers to retain the penalty rates they're currently entitled to. This is a view echoed by the Council of Small Business, Its chief executive Peter Strong has told AM it could be possible for the changes to only affect new workers. He also wants protections in place to stop businesses from sacking their old employees, only to rehire them under the lower penalty rate scheme. This is a view not supported by the Australian Chamber of Commerce and Industry, which says the changes should come into effect as soon as possible. It's also worth noting the comments by the Productivity Commission last night in Senate Estimates. that said the penalty rate should come into force over a 12-month period so that individuals have the chance to adjust. Now, the federal government has been forced to be very careful about its use of language on this issue. It knows how unpopular this measure is, and it keeps stressing that it's an independent decision by an independent umpire. The Australian newspaper this morning has also questioned how many people could be affected it says analysis by the Department of Employment suggests 285,000 workers could be affected, not as much as a three-quarter of a million people that we've heard being bandied about in the past week or so. But the paper concedes it could have an impact on the negotiations of other enterprise bargaining agreements in the long term. The paper's is quoting unnamed Liberal MPs who say Malcolm Turnbull failed to prosecute the potential benefits of lower penalty rates, such as an increase in employment. Instead, the Prime Minister has attacked Bill Shorten over the various deals brokered by unions, such as the SDA, that led to penalty rates being reduced in exchange for better conditions in the fast food industry. And while all this has been happening, Pauline Hanson appears to have softened her stance against penalty rates. In 2014, she railed against them in a live cross with the Sunrise TV show A video brought out again yesterday, but a spokesman has told the Australian the One Nation Party would consider Labor's legislation that would prevent workers from experiencing a reduction in their take-home pay. News Limited this morning says the Immigration Minister Peter Dutton will move to stop fast food giants like McDonald's from using the 457 visa scheme to import foreign workers. Quote, The Aussie kid shouldn't be knocked out of the job by a foreign worker, which is what Bill Shorten did according to the Immigration Minister. Uh, it notes 500 visas have been approved for the fast food industry over the past four years, Now that was designed to fill temporary skills shortages. Continuing on the theme of food, and it was a pile of McDonald's wrappers abandoned in the Senate courtyard of Parliament House that has helped frame the debate about decentralisation. It follows revelations in Senate estimates that some staff from the APVMA The agency Barnaby Joyce is moving from Canberra to Armidale have camped out at McDonald's Armidale in order to do their work. And the reason? The fast food chain has free Wi-Fi. This has been ridiculed by Labor, and the member for Fenner, Andrew Lee, took responsibility for placing the McDonald's bags on the ground where the Nationals were holding a press conference about decentralisation. Barnaby Joyce, the deputy PM, issued a warning that the Nationals want to see more government agencies moved out of Canberra, saying that, quote, Part of the public service is, just like a politician, you are a servant of the public. The federal government is breathing a sigh of relief after figures out yesterday showed Australia managed to avoid a technical recession. The Treasurer Scott Morrison last night on 7.30 stressed that while the coalition has welcomed the latest GDP figures... Many people are not feeling the effects of this boost in economic activity. Gross domestic product rose 1.1% in the December quarter. Economists had been predicting a growth rate of around 0.8%. And it's likely to see a well-timed windfall for the federal budget in May. Speaking ahead of the results, the Treasury Secretary John Fraser told Senate Estimates yesterday that if the terms of trade stayed high, the federal government should prioritise budget repair ahead of any additional spending promises. And he also urged the coalition not to repeat the mistakes made under the Howard government. Chris Richardson from Delight Access Economics has warned, that's a tough ask if the government on the day is polling polly. There's some interesting comments from the head of Stocklands, Australia's largest residential developer, who's advocated for changes to negative gearing. Its chief executive, Mark Steiner, has told the AFR that, quote, some type of sensible and fair cap on negative gearing isn't unreasonable, unquote. Now, he's not going so far as to endorse Labor's proposed changes, but this will definitely be seized on by the federal opposition today. And speaking of the budget, the Courier-Mail reports the federal government is considering whether to adopt changes to the way that people file their tax deductions. It says an internal report is seeking views on whether a flat rate should be paid for work deductions to reduce pressure on the budget, but the paper says the government is preferring more compliance measures at this stage. All right, we do now need to talk about this recruitment video from the Department of Finance. If you haven't seen it, Check it out. It's got more than 30,000 hits so far. It shows workers from the department being roped in to play what's been described as one of the most excruciating recruitment videos ever produced. Now, young employees are filmed talking about things such as paleo pear and banana bread. Uh, That's a recipe that does exist online on the Internet, by the way. I found, I've got some level of sympathy for them. I mean, this is something that they thought was fun, and it probably was fun to be a part of, but this also cost taxpayers almost $40,000 to make, and that's a bit rich. The federal government is pushing ahead with an extradition treaty with China. This agreement was struck under the Howard government but never ratified, and it's back on the agenda again. Legislation is set to be tabled in Parliament today. Now, the Law Council of Australia and Amnesty International, they're both worried about this proposal, as well as the ALP given China's use of the death penalty. Expect some interesting debate on this in the weeks and months ahead. The Employment Minister Michaelia Cash has announced new laws that could make the head office of franchises liable for the underpayment of workers. Now, it follows a number of stories surrounding 7-Eleven and Domino's, where franchisees have been accused of deliberately underpaying workers, and now the head office of those franchisees could be held liable if they knew about the practice and failed to take reasonable steps to stop it. The AI group has warned that it could jeopardise the viability of some businesses. Briefly, in other news in the political sphere this morning, Christian Porter, the social services minister on 6PR in Perth, seemed to indicate that the federal government is prepared to make significant concessions on its childcare and welfare reforms. But he stressed that, at a minimum, the government needs $1.6 billion in savings to pay for its childcare reforms. Columnist Nikki Savar in The Australian has warned that Malcolm Turnbull can't win by getting into a cage fight with Abbott and is losing the battle by blaming the former PM for the disappointing result in news poll this week. He's also warned that the first sign that Peter Dutton could challenge for the top job will be his resignation from Cabinet if there is a catastrophic decision made by Turnbull. The new Nationals MP and former Fremantle AFL coach Damien Drum is set to be voted in as the new whip for the party today. There's a meeting following the departure of George Christensen, according to the AFR, and Mitch Fifield, the communications minister, has opened up about his passion for High Five, the Kids Program. He was questioned instead of estimates about a possible T V content review. He was asked whether that could result in shows like High Five being next. His response is that parents are probably more worried about the changing lineup of the popular TV program. The Prime Minister, Malcolm Turnbull, appearing on WSFM this morning. Scott Morrison has been on 2GB so far. Bill Shorten, the opposition leader, is doing a town hall meeting here in Canberra at Albert Hall tonight. And Senate Estimates continues today. The Department of Social Services is up. Expect a few questions about Centrelink, as well as the NDIS. Industry Innovation and Science is also on the agenda, as well as ASIC. The Fair Work Commission will be appearing from 9am, as well as the Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade. The weather for Canberra today, cloudy, and the chance of showers later today and storms as well in the afternoon for those chasing a flight out of town. I'm Francis Keeney, and thanks again for your company. You can check out the website, thetrough.com.au. You can also subscribe via iTunes and feel free to leave a review if you like what you hear. And I'm also on Facebook and Twitter. Talk to you tomorrow.